Hello and welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for season one, episode four of Mindhunter on Netflix. This episode four was directed by Asif Kapadia and the story was by Joe Penhall. Teleplay by John Penhall or Joe Penhall, my bad, and Dominic Orlando. I gave this one a 9.2 out of 10. I like that we're getting more information on Bill Tench and what his home life is looking like. We met a new criminal that's not quite like our our Kemper character. And we end this episode on, on a win. I like Wendy a lot. I am looking forward to more inclusion of her in the story arcs coming forward. So we start this week with Ford and Tent showing up to interview Monty Rissell and I believe it was maybe <laughs> uh, Sacramento. Um, that's where we start. No, it was in Virginia, right? I always forget where everything is at. I feel like there was a mention of Sacramento in this episode. So Virginia is where they go for Monty Risso. However, the murder case they ended up taking a look at occurred in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And no, I did not forget about Dennis the Menace. <laughs> where we truly begin the episode. It's kind of like Expanse Season 6. The first five minutes is related to this other thing that eventually is going to have a breakthrough and tie-in. And I'm guessing the tie-in is that this is a serial killer who's just getting started. And him going through the home, I gotta tell you, if someone like Dennis showed up, he better have a goddamn partner or I need a dude in the house. <laughs> because this guy looks like he might slit your throat at any given moment. He walking around doing a security check and the wife is like my husband said or told me to ask can we just get the stickers the way his face is like <laughs> i'm gonna kill you not today not tomorrow but i'm gonna kill you we watching these triggers unravel with uh <laughs> with dennis it started with the dude at work and now it has escalated with trifling ass customers that want the sticker to deter criminals versus actually paying for the security system that does so for you and he and she's not alone a lot of people do that or they put up the beware of dog sticker yeah i'd rather just have the security if i get a home i'm definitely getting a security system I technically have a security system for my apartment except I don't use it because they finally actually improved the security around here and it's just a camera it's just a camera outside my apartment <laughs> not much uh, I'm trying to catch except to see if maintenance is trying to do something when they when they shouldn't be but I work from home now so I'll be yeah I'll be I'll be right here I got my eyes on you Anywho, back to Monty Russell. He is someone who has raped and murdered five women. They at first approach him and he is a little standoffish. 
but at the same time after tinge points out that hey i have things to do in my life and this is the most exciting thing that's gonna happen to you (laughs) during your your monotonous prison sentence so sure sure i'm gonna go taste some food drink some wine get fucked up might have some sex he just wants some big red which by the way is a delicious soda something i do not drink anymore because it's also cracking a bottle or in this case a can um the first time you can see that bill is a little disgusted as he's talking about one of the particular well he brings up a time in which he was merciful he goes into detail about the rapes the trigger started when his girlfriend well first he was into institutionalized which that seems to be a common thread they don't really work on him they put him back out into society he's 18 years old he tries to live a regular life but then his girlfriend sends him a a what do you call that a dear john letter and (laughs) then he decides to go up to the campus and see if it's true and lo and behold yes she is fucking many men that are not him so he starts smoking some weed drinking a lot and kills his first victim which is a prostitute he then starts to kill other victims the psychology behind this is the idea that he needed to re-establish control because they were fighting against it or the fact that one girl was pretending to like it when she didn't like it which of course his ego could not take which is something that car points out to them wendy a little bit later like just take i get what you're saying but how would you as a regular man feel if your woman was faking it it's gonna feel a little emasculating and these things trigger other people in different ways and it's all about a accumulation of things of traits uh because she is the balance between ford and tench ford is a little overly critical he he doesn't want to feel empathy for these people and yet ford does feel empathy for him and then wendy later points out that's how i'm able to do my job i like how ford broke it down to because i thought maybe he was getting a little too closer than he needed to be and that kind of was proven wrong because he says it's not about you know feeling a certain empathy for them because after he tells the story i know i'm a little all over the place but i just watched it um this one girl started you know he was planning on raping her planning on killing her and she started crying because her father is dying of cancer and his brother had a cancer and he he was able to feel empathy for her in a way that kemper didn't for his feeling uh for his victims he was more meticulous as they call organized high intelligence low intelligence disorganized as he says it was a whole bunch of chaos the first victim he had because he didn't intend to kill her it's just how it ended up being because in his words she wouldn't shut the fuck up what i love about bill as they're driving away is that he's just like we're not going to talk about it we're just going to move on (laughs) holden's like i'm not criticizing you however and eventually he does say okay fine how could i have 
done this differently because he's trying to get him to be in the mindset of we're using them we're taking what we need from the information we're not we're not actually personally involved which is a little shocking to me so he's like you can't show that disgust that you have because that's not gonna be helpful to get people to to open up and reveal things to them uh and you can see that in the second interaction he's very much against the authority figure of tench who is more bullish whereas ford is more uh he's more inviting to talk to and yet bill does have uh the ability to get the authority in the room whereas holden would be pretty much ran over by these criminals and he does need that so i like that they complement each other there and where ten struggles um with the the interviews for struggles with police officers and understanding that interaction and that's where tension is really good at it it can can give his uh feedback his experience to someone else that is struggling in that particular area is how do you get law enforcement on your side because yeah you come off as better than them critiquing them they're asking for your help and it's not your position like you get go into holding mode and you forget that these are people that care just as much as you care and even more so because this is local for them this is personal this is people that they know we're just people passing through that car accident scared the living crap out of me and i'm not sure how i feel or what we're supposed to take away from holden in this moment right because he's he makes a turn now from my <laughs> from my insurance background i have to say was there a light was there a stop sign because making a left and the guy was going straight he's absolutely right he had the right of way even if he was speeding because there is comp neg people think that you have to be 100 percent at fault no if you were speeding uh you could also lead to the accident but i saw a stop sign on the side of where bill was and thus <laughs> i'm gonna say bill you were 100 percent at fault even if the other person was speeding because you just blew through the stop sign uh it was a really hard hit but holden didn't have much of a reaction and you see that bill had a, a huge profound reaction to it like are you okay and then he, he checks on him once again he's very angry at the other driver later on they are at this diner he gets off the phone with debbie <laughs> holden says i'm a little upset that i called her and she didn't drop everything for me <laughs> maybe she doesn't want to drop he's still very insecure in his relationship and that pisses him off that she wouldn't just you know yeah she's got midterm exams and everything but this is an emergency but he wants to to show up for his friend and he's like no you can tell her to come in the morning that's fine and he tries to explain or open up a little bit about how he's feeling he said because he says call nancy he's like no if i talk to nancy right now after what just happened i'll just fall apart he then opens up about the fact that he and nancy can't have children so they adopted a son 
uh, three years ago but the boy doesn't talk much which what does that mean we don't know um and he is uh someone who can talk and it's causing strain in the relationship between him and nancy and today when he almost you know he didn't even see he didn't protect holden he felt something i think he feels very much like a paternal figure to holden and holden's like (laughs) i want to understand what you're trying to tell me he's like no 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 (laughs) and then the next morning when he picks him up he's so all up in his front yard business like that's the kid that's the kid that doesn't talk oh that's sad dad's like come run and give me a hug and the kid's like yeah after he gets the big red wristle says that he had this hatred for his mother that she didn't want him she moved in with this other guy that relationship didn't work out in sacramento but he wanted to stay with his dad what he doesn't say is and holden did ask did your dad want you he doesn't answer that question so this to me indicates that some of these people just have this illusion like if only i had did this this wouldn't have happened they are looking for this type of uh empathy they are victimizing themselves because they don't want to as in kempler's case kemper's case who has a more higher intelligence awareness of his own actions there's a a shame like their truth is their truth and i I thought about that as they were talking about of course he sounds a little narcissistic you know it's these girls fault is they they talk too much it's on them that i had to do what i had to do and at the same time well my mom didn't want me there was no place for me in this world my sisters and them got all the attention i felt emotionally neglected and i also i also got rejected and thus i felt justified in going out and raping five women how he explains it as well he's like if a thought pops in your head like a sneeze i like that that particular writing right there and you can see how being in the room with these people can make you because you're not taking into account the victims but that goes once again back to what wendy and holden are saying we're utilizing these people for information so that we can build things to understand them better so we can spot the patterns spot the triggers so that we can identify these things and spread this information so people can identify them in these large communities or or worse like cities where the population is so so large so i think that or one of the most fascinating things about watching this show is the discovery of profiles versus when you watch criminal minds you're building a profile you know what i mean they then go to altoona pennsylvania where they do their teaching thing and of course there's one officer just hanging about officer mark okasic is investigating the murder of beverly shaw who was engaged to a man to be married and also brutally murdered found dumped in the trash 
she was stabbed multiple times they uh they pretty much gave her a whole episiotomy from her ass to her vagina it's a brutal murder they took off her tits they're nowhere to be found and they don't understand this amount of rage it definitely chokes up the officer he he is with them and he understands watching them work how certain things and certain questions can yield more information and also the fear of the fbi as well because they go to the person that discovered the body alvin moran because the trail where where like why is he up here walking his dog that's a weird situation and sometimes people who commit the crimes like to put themselves forward in the investigation which we saw in southland last week uh the person who did it just happens to be loitering around the crime scene because they want to know what you know or they just actively get off on being involved they feel concerned about the the husband of the fiance because the officer let him leave town they believe that they are looking for a grifter someone in uh single who's white they always white ain't they <laughs> i'm not saying honestly actually because i know that there are a lot there are black serial killers out there i seen i just seen a whole um a whole criminal casualist on it casual criminists i think that's the name of the show <laughs> the other way around <laughs> so uh after they go and speak with alvin he admits well maybe i hit on her a few times at a bar (laughs) despite the fact that she is uh, considered to be a babysitter around town she's only 22 right she's very young his wife is brought in to confirm his alibi and despite the fact that she says yeah my husband was trying to hit on someone that was half his age and who had pretty blonde hair and yeah maybe stalking her around town however he was with me the whole fucking night and while this would be a nice scare (laughs) he didn't commit the crime which falls into what bill was saying on the way that it's not a married guy it can't be because of the psychology behind being a married man you have the kids you have bills it's a business and if you are going to multitask that takes a a lot a lot (laughs) um so now they're back to the husband because nine times out of ten because all law enforcement still or the rules of law still apply where it's usually someone that's close to the victim um hmm they then get back to yeah because after the alibi checks out they get back to fredericksburg they have a meeting with (laughs) shepherd but no one knows what it's about now wendy had stated earlier like i've been around the circuit this should be full time how are you going to balance it out and you're trying to solve murder cases like y'all are putting a lot on your plate but bill does not want to take anything off their plate they then uh oh we forgot the i just there was a small scene between debbie and wendy and holden Eh, didn't amount to much uh (laughs) other than debbie saying my boyfriend is not like other guys they have the meeting with shepherd who's not happy he's like look i'm not trying to go behind your back and i'm asking how things are going because you guys went behind my back 
and discuss things that you shouldn't have and now you guys have grant money of three hundred eighty-five thousand dollars, and so much for the umbrella of protecting you in the elevator all cannot contain their excitement over the fact that they have been secured a large amount this is in 1970s mind you so for inflation i don't do math but i'm guessing that's a lot more money for the time it's a it's a big big thing <laughs> he's like get out he was so saltine about it <laughs> the spotlight is on you now more people are interested in this shit of course they are now that you've had so many serial killers i'm sure many officers now are out in the world going what the hell what is this new breed of people and how are they to be stopped let me go over my notes really quickly yeah i don't think we missed too much other than them connecting things back to to childhood um really curious to see what our our next talking person's gonna be uh and hopefully if it's following pattern we'll solve the case next episode and i hope we're seeing more of wendy because i love wendy <laughs> i just love how she offsuits both of them she's like yeah i'm putting these categories together she has them help she's really uh, they're doing all of the work and then she's really out there making sense of the work and i, I like that because she's like stop thinking of yourselves as because <laughs> she mentioned like uh faking it with your woman she's like just just stop being people for right for a minute be scientists be objective so i like her a bunch if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, subscribe. Until next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.